0: Welcome to Straight Fire Moms Podcast. I'm Melvina. And I'm Cheryl. And we are simply reaching out to single moms as a supportive means to your parenting process. So we have our guests
1: again back, Joel from Mental Health Counseling, right? Yes, and Clinical we, Mental Health Health clinical, Yes, Clinical yeah. So we, uh, we just want to welcome you back. We appreciate you so much. Uh, you know, your expertise, your time, and like I said, your transparency that so far has
0: been wonderful. So,
2: thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. welcome.
0: So, you know, Joel, um, I think that uh, actually, go ahead and tell us again because some people may have missed uh, episode one and two. So, tell us again, Joel, uh, who you are and what you do.
2: I'm a mental health counselor. I may do therapy with children and adults. I've worked in the department of children and families for over eight years. Currently, a therapist with Phoenix Counseling Services, and I just love helping people, helping people overcome their trauma, and I love helping uh, children grow past it. So that's what I specialize in. That's great.
0: We are so glad to have you again, and um, I think this time we want to just talk about, um, you know, the value of getting and seeking counseling. I mean. It takes a lot for someone to admit that they've experienced what they've experienced and they want help. They want something different in life. They know there's something better. And then we look at you know, certain populations that may not even reach out for counseling because of that taboo. For instance, people of color have been told, and even I as a young girl knew that if somebody was saying they were going for counseling that we already knew it was ingrained in us that they must be crazy so let's deal with the what stigmas. yeah the stigmas and also how many how do you see uh the, the population of of clients you have do you notice there's a disparity in the difference um a percentage of of those who you see of color and those who are not of color
2: Yes. yes yeah, that stigma's been around for a very long time, and I think um, it's done more harm to uh, people, of color's, the people of color um, than, than most. I think the, the stigma that going to get mental health is somehow an admission of, of insanity um, is insane in and of itself. Uh, um, but yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I see approximately, I think it's 32 children a week. And so, out of the 32, I probably have two children that are of color um, that I see. And so, it's, it's extremely, you know, that's not a full percentage of how many people are actually seeking therapy, but um, it is important to know the disparity. It, like, there is very much clearly a, uh, a difference. Um, and it's, it's really interesting, uh, this idea that getting mental health is an admission of insanity. Um, It dates far back. Far back, I'm I'm pretty sure before you guys were born. Absolutely. Um, And a lot of it is due to, I think, we believe um, not only the writings, the literature, but also due to media, the way that media portrays mental health and getting help for mental health. A lot of the impacts that we see both in literature and media, We have children who are ashamed of their color of their skin. We have children who are ashamed of who they are as people. Um, And we have children who feel like in order to um, be validated as a person of color, they have to experience a particular trauma. Um, They want to be in the hood. They want to experience, you know, these gang violence, they want to be These things because they feel like that's the identity of a person of color Um, and it's it's a lie from the pit of hell Um, but all of that Um, one because uh, you know none of that makes you who you are Um, it shouldn't it shouldn't in fact I I don't think that any of it is appropriate for human beings to experience Uh, but also I think that therapy is one of the most helpful things that a person can experience it's interesting communities nowadays communities have been uh, pushing at the forefront of mental health like that's kind of a big uh, topic of discussion as of late including like you have apps like TikTok people are, are constantly talking about their therapist and what they learned in therapy and nowadays it's pushed a lot mental health is kind of like the people more adult, teenage kind of pushes, but people over in the '60s, people who grew up in the '60s or grew up in the '70s or even the '80s and early '90s, you know, their parents didn't get therapy, and they just kind of put their boots on and they went to work and they worked for goodness and they just they just pressed on and they they did what they had to. And there's a sense of pride that a lot of grandparents exhibit when it comes to the idea of therapy. They feel like but they somehow lose it or, or if uh, if they did it, of course, their children should be able to do it. They should be able to just get past it, move past it, and, and just go to work. That's so true. Understand why you're so sad. You should get over your sentence, you know, go to work. You know,
1: that is so true. You, gotta you know. Right? I was. I, I, I'm glad you mentioned something about that because I remember um, a friend of mine, a dear friend of mine. Matter of fact, he was my first childhood sweetheart, right? You know, been friends for over forty some years. We've been friends for like forty five years, right? But the point I'm making, he said something to me one day. He knew that I had, because by being in my life so long, he knew that I had uh, sexual abuse, been sexually abused. So one day I was going through some changes, some drama about it all, right? And so he says to me, and that's something that I, that I that was dear to my heart, right? He says to me, he said, he said, just get over it. He said, he said, you think my sisters and stuff ain't been abused before or something? Just get over that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Don't know how that sunk in me. I seen him in a different light behind that because I've seen him as love to me, right? And for him to make a statement like that so sharp and so, uh, we call it uh, uh, cutting, without, yeah, empathy, without empathy, it just, it, it just, it roots me. It's like right. that right. moment, you know? Right. So that's why I say it, you know, we cannot knock people. We don't know what people's lives have been, what their experience have been and what it has effect it's had on them. Because to, to talk to me and to deal with me on a day-to-day basis and, the, and the, you know, our friendship, you know, at that point, friendships, but to, you would have never known, unless he knew me, he would never known I had that problem, right? right? Mm-hmm. Or, that, or that would affect me some kind of way, but it did. It did. And, and not that I hold anything against him at all, but it just did something. It changed, the, you know, the direct direction of our way our friendship. Yes. Um, yes. Just right. for me,
0: your mindset about your sisters and what they went through, Right. right. you know? Right. So what do people who have gone through trauma, what are they mostly looking for from someone to listen, to validate that this never should have happened? What are they looking for?
2: to listen uh, to validate that it shouldn't have happened and then also somebody who's willing to sit with them in their most vulnerable state um i think one of the one of the biggest things in therapy or the biggest quotes that i've ever heard in therapy um, is another human being sitting with you and saying yeah me too yeah I've, i've experienced that too yeah, mm-hmm. and there's something about connecting there. There's there's empathy and there's a real uh, feeling of understanding. Someone understanding you. Mm-hmm. Um, and to touch on your friend, um, you know, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of people struggle with empathizing with with others who have experienced such traumatic, you know, uh, events in their lives. Um, and oftentimes they'll say things that are sharp or that are not empathetic because they can't stand to sit there um i know like we see it in churches a lot often like when people say you know i've experienced this terrible thing i've lost a child somebody has died Um, others will say you know it's okay you know god's with you you know and they'll say these platitudes and the reason they say it is because they're uncomfortable they're uncomfortable sitting with you there they they don't know how to i can't help you and i don't know how to help you and so i'm just gonna hope that this little platitude helps you feel better um because i'm uncomfortable um and it's funny i I always think in my head you know when people are suffering the least we can do is feel that uncomfortableness for them is being that uncomfortable man i don't have the answers you know i don't know you know i don't i don't they'll have an answer for you. Um, I think of Job's friends in scripture and in the old Testament, um, you know, Job's friends were offering these reasonings why God would be punishing him. Maybe you did this. Maybe you did that. Maybe you did this. All of them are wrong. Right. And they, and the reason they were wrong is not because it's not possible. They were wrong because they couldn't sit with Job where he was. They just had to give some type of rationale because it was uncomfortable. So what do you tell your friend who's suffering immensely? Um, I'm sorry. I, I I don't know what to say. You know, um, that doesn't feel like it's fixing anything. Mm-hmm. But what's ironic is that's the thing that's needed most. Mm-hmm. If somebody just sit there and go, Yeah, no, this is terrible. That's terrible that that happened to you, and I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. And if I could help in any way, I'm, I'm here. Mm-hmm. You know, offering to be present. Mm-hmm. Um, that is so good. It, it's. Yeah, that's yeah no. it's, it's, it's what therapy is about, is, is being present with someone um, in where they are, you know, meeting them where they are. And that's, you know, that's 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 a huge part of what I do. You know, yes. a lot of children are funny. They can't quite articulate what they're feeling. And so I teach them how to articulate what they're feeling. I teach them, you know, uh, vocabulary, emotional vocabulary. And then I teach them emotional regulation, how to how to identify what I'm feeling and then how to express what I'm feeling in a healthy way. Yes. Um, and then we dive into the things that cause them to feel that way. Like what's making you sad? Okay, you know that it's sadness. You know what you're feeling you know how to respond to it now let's talk about what's making you sick. Wow. what is it that's causing you to feel that way that's so good that's, yeah no, yeah you just yeah. touched is, on like maybe oh four
1: goodness. things that I wanted to just bring out real quick um it's yeah. <laughs> so awesome so I appreciate you giving that um that other thought the other mindset about my friend right because in a thousand years I wouldn't have thought that he would do anything deliberately to hurt me, but what I did think at the time is that how we have to be so careful because we are not therapists and yes. you can do more damage. The other thing I, that you brought up that was so good to me is because I know exactly what you mean having experienced that because you said that when the person's abused, right, all they want is somebody say, yeah, me too. Yeah, I've done, see, and I'll say this and I'm gonna not take, not take all this conversation, but my I was abused by my natural father and my aunt stayed with me. And my aunt came to visit with us and stayed, right? So I used to see him try to bother her too. So when, when, when she was the one, that was how I was able to, to open up. I, finally, somebody experienced one experience that didn't want it. I've seen him try other people, but they kind of wanted it. Even a little girl, I could see that. But the point I'm making is I seen the hate she had for what he was doing to her. I identified with that. So when I since I could identify with that, and she can say, hey, you know, I knew what her saying, me too, I knew it was true because I felt what she felt. So that's when I told her what he was doing. That's how it came out and opened it. That's how things started, you know, to help me from there, right? So thank you for that. So that's yeah. so true. Um that's the was said therapist. It's so good. Then the other thing, and I'm going to touch on what you said. The other thing, like you said, the stigma. Yeah. I'm telling you when I was like maybe 19, 20 years old, and I started hearing about doctors that seen therapists and doctors that took medication,
0: you know, for anxieties and different, you know, that that's so awesome. Thank you. One of the things I remember is there were people in the neighborhood that walked around, um, talking into the air and Mm -hmm. i guess we all knew that uh, you know everyone everyone thought that person must be in counseling or maybe the family member divulged yeah he's on medication and we saw that and so to us counseling just was this one big ball of whoever you go to um whether it's a counselor a psychiatrist a psychologist no one knew the difference but that's how you're gonna end up if you go to counseling.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. You
1: mentioned one other thing, too. You made me think about this. Mm-hmm. Um, when we were coming up, my, my father's sister, her husband was a controller. You know how you mentioned about the controlling personality? He was a controller for everybody in the family. So his older daughter, got, she was about 18 years old. She was a guys or whatever. She liked this older guy, a little older than her. Anyway, so she started sneaking out the house to see him. So she, he tried to put such restrictions on her eventually you know he did he put her in a mental institution yeah he put her there. Yeah. then used to be 21 to be grown right way back when not 18 but he put her in a mental institution do you not know this woman is in a mental institution today she was not mental by any means she even helped me because my father used to bother her too she could help me to teach me things to teach me from you know this abuse stuff right and nobody yeah. mental can do all that you know what i mean She was just a normal she was just a normal Mm. teenager. Now she's lived her life in Mm. a mental institution. Mm. Her mom's dead and gone, he'd been dead and gone. Mm. So you know,
0: yeah.
1: It's so sad. We need we need more people to understand that therapy is good. Therapy's okay. Right. Therapy's needed. Right. Sometimes. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: And you know, um, how accessible is therapy for people of color is it um what 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 could a barrier another barrier be could it be finances i mean what what's going on you know
2: yeah 100 um so back in the day i'll say this back in the day uh, mental health for people of color was not central that wasn't that wasn't an idea people of color it, it was something that was afforded to rich you know richer uh, older white folk and um nowadays it's far more accessible and we see nowadays uh far more people of color that are counselors uh which is which is wonderful because you have people that you can relate with that'll sit with you and that look like you and you see the impact that it has on people. Like somebody who looks like me is doing something so significant for others. I can do something significant for others. Um, You see how it encourages these children and then also adults. Um, Nowadays, uh, it's far more accessible you have apps like betterhelp which is an app on the phone you can get and then you get linked up with a counselor and it's really cool because you can literally specify like if you want a female counselor if you want a male counselor if you want a counselor that has a particular religious view you want a counselor of color you can you can kind of specify those things um and then you get to pick what kind of counselor you want what they specialize in which is wonderful um it's still a bit expensive i think it's about eighty dollars a session um but if you click like finances, they'll drop it to about $60 a session, something like that. Um, and you can get counseling through your phone. You meet with a counselor weekly, and you can sit there and work through the issues that you have. Um, there are also other services like the counseling service that I work for, uh, Phoenix Counseling Services. We offer counseling and we take Medicaid. We take Medicaid, we take insurance, we take all these different things uh, to help. And so the, the ultimate goal, I think, of every counselor is they want to help people. Um, we, we, uh, money, as, as great as it is, uh, is not the end all be all. And if you want money, this probably isn't the best field because, you know, you, you want to help people. One of the things that I'm currently working on developing um, is group psychotherapy. And so what I do is basically do group therapy. And the benefit is that I'm able to charge less. So let's say we have five people who I'm doing group therapy with, I can charge them 20 bucks, you know, to do group therapy. And then it's $20 if you're getting mental health help. And furthermore, you create a community of people, those five people who then can be there for each other once counseling is over. That's okay. Because the end goal of counseling is to help the person heal, grow, and then go out and live their life free, no longer chained by their trauma or the experiences that they had in childhood. Um, And one of the benefits of doing group therapy is that not only do you allow that person to be free and go out and enjoy their lives, but they then have a community around them that also understands mental health, that they can go and say, hey, you know what? I had a really bad day. And the other person goes, you know what? Me too. I had a really bad day too. And I and we can talk about that. I know now how to talk with you and relate with you. Um, and so that's something that I'm working on with a couple of friends of mine. and We're working on getting a program together so we can group, do group therapy and offer it cheaply. Um, so that way, people in lower income situations can afford it. That's you know? so awesome. And they also have some new. Yeah. That's it's in beautiful. the works. Still, that's you know, beautiful. still a project. Um, yeah. Working on it.
1: You know, <laughs> so I'm remember that. So when you do, we want to know that. Uh, we have a single mother support Absolutely. group. And so we have different people that we're networking yeah. with for uh, referrals, right? So I would love nice. to be able to referral, to refer people to you. Absolutely. That would be wonderful. Yeah, yeah. so we appreciate Absolutely. you. So this has been so awesome. Before we do go and for sure closes us out, wanted to know, is there anything particular that you haven't touched on that you would quickly, because before we're out of time, to let us know about something you want to say just in general to our listeners or to us, anything you'd like to say that would be helpful or anything.
2: There's one thing that I want to encourage the listeners. Um, don't be afraid of therapy. Um, don't be afraid of medication or diagnosis. Get the help that you need. We spend so many years of our lives suffering needlessly because if you get the help, you can you can move past it. And it's hard work. Therapy is hard work. It requires introspection. It requires willingness to let go of the past and move forward. Um, but you're not alone. You're not alone and it's one hundred percent possible. You can you can move past your trauma. And so I would encourage anybody who's listening who is even if you're on the fence about it, just try it out. try to do at least two or three sessions if you're feeling it it's okay find a different therapist but mm-hmm. uh, at least at least try it out for your own sake because you don't have to suffer any longer there's there is freedom um and so yeah that's what i would say love that 100%. Thank, thank
0: you thank you so much and um so we're gonna close out with our listening audience today and i i know somebody was helped um and if you have comments questions uh click on that messenger button on the app there and send us that information um so in the meantime this is straight fire moms you can also reach us uh you can also email us at straightfiremoms.com
1: okay we'd love to hear from you and like you said this is straight fire moms where we learn and we grow thank you bye now thank
2: you.